Hello everyone. Good evening and welcome to the Startup and Career Show. This is the show where we discuss everything about startup life and corporate life with founders and business leaders who share their real life experiences. Today we have a very important session coming up with Sujata Pawar, founder of Avni, who's going to share insights around ways to build brand trust. This is indeed very important in today's D2C brands case. So we'll wait for her to join in a minute. Sujata is joining in a Hi Sujata. Hi Rusham. Hi, welcome to Backstage Sujata. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. Well, and as we speak, more and more people are joining us to listening to listen to you live. It's great. So nice to know. Hi everyone. Nice to meet all of you. Great. So uh, I, I was I was telling them that this, this is a very important topic that we are discussing today about building brand trust. and especially in last couple of years if you have seen there are so many d2c brands that have come up as well right but, yes. but trust is trust takes time it doesn't happen over time so we will discuss on all these things but let me briefly introduce you to all our listeners out there so uh, listeners sujata is a healthcare professional menstrual health educator founder and ceo of avni she is on a mission to facilitate 10 million women detox their periods through natural and eco conscious products She touched over 5,000 women across schools, colleges, and workplaces in India through her sessions on menstrual health. And with India's first 24 by 7 period helpline, a thriving community of 20,000 women and expert-led credible content, Anvi envisions creating a safe and menstrual health. She is a bachelor of pharmacy and MBA from Narsimhoji. She has worked with companies like GSK, Merck, and Sanofi in sales and brand management roles. And this is her third entrepreneurial venture. So, Sujata, let's begin. 
Yes, thank you so much for the introduction. So, uh, Sudhata, you work with all these big pharmaceutical companies, and Avni is your third entrepreneurial venture. So, can you talk about your journey all these years? Yes, sure. Uh, as Rusha mentioned, I am a pharmacy graduate, and um, most for for most of the students, it normally happens uh, not by choice but by chance. When you know you don't get an entry into a medical college. and then you end up getting uh, doing pharmacy so uh, something similar happened with me uh, but today if you really ask me i'm really glad i i went into that so this was uh, i think some 15 years back when i started my uh, graduation into pharmacy and uh, that is when i entered into the healthcare segment which is where i got introduced to both the sides of of the healthcare industry from a product innovation and research point of view and this other side was the commercial aspect and i realized that this was what i really enjoyed and like doing developing products is something which i have always enjoyed innovation and developing good products which can change the course of how we we operate or it can really impact somebody's life so that is where the journey began um i worked with uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, three multinational companies most of my experience which was close to 7 plus years most of my experience was around brand management which started with sales hardcore medical representative sales job and uh, from there i shifted to a, a marketing role where i've uh, launched new products managed uh, existing products worth 100 crores 150 crores turnover and um, learn everything about how do you really build brands in the healthcare industry which is all the more tough because there are a lot of rules and regulations that you have to follow um that experience in general also shaped my um, vision or my uh, desire to get into the entrepreneurial journey um because i could see up close the gaps that were prevalent in the in the market when it comes to the availability of the product especially in the women's health segment and um, how there was so much of lack of innovation and so much lack of information that could help women take better decisions for their health and when you you know when women's lives are impacted or their health is impacted we are actually putting the entire mankind at stake because if if you know it's 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 a business of life so if if women are not taken care of there is a big problem so my entire journey in the healthcare space basically has been uh, has taught me a lot and it has also shaped my entrepreneurial uh, venture and journey uh, which i am currently pursuing my first venture was into pharmaceutical industry where where i was working as a consultant to a lot of brands in their brand building uh, pursuit and uh, the second venture which i started with one of my colleagues in 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 one of the companies i was working with um that was into again a space of sustainable reusable cloth diapers that's a brand called super bottoms it's it's a 200 crore worth of brand right now uh, but that was my second brand which i built from scratch and then i took an exit from that to start avni which was last year so sudhata this is interesting uh because you were managing a business worth 150 crores you mentioned uh, while you were in your corporate job so what made you to start up in the first place uh so 
starting up was something that i think was always uh, at the back of my mind for two reasons one is uh, my father uh, has been into business he's been an entrepreneur and a first generation entrepreneur of our entire family and i i don't know anybody closely who has been into business or even dabbled into that space and he's despite being a first time uh, he's done it really well successfully it's been 20 years now so he was a prime inspiration um for me to get into this uh, because i've seen the kind of impact that you can make you on your life of course you create value you create wealth but you also impact so many lives directly and indirectly uh, by either employing them or growing your business and the economy just generally grows the second uh, motivation for me to uh, start get on this journey was the strong desire to actually make a difference and uh, the the reason i got into the space of women's health or menstruation actually took that motivation to a whole another level where we are working towards empowering women now uh, by giving them employment by generating livelihoods from them giving developing good quality products which are going to impact a lot of women's lives so the, this entire uh, vision of impacting lives positively while you create value and while you're creating wealth for yourself and others was the main motivation that's interesting sujata but uh, that that leads me to the another question how did the idea for avni came about uh, you mentioned that you wanted to work on the women's space but what exactly was the inspiration if i may ask the inspiration was as personal as it can get so i've been a menstruator for 20 years now and um, i have seen experienced heard everything that women of our generation and our previous generation or even the next generation are going through when we talk about menstruation or periods it's a very sensitive topic all of us will agree true when i was young uh, during my initial years i've seen my mother uh, do some practices or not do certain practices like like not going to temples uh, restricting from this restricting from that don't touch the pickle and stuff like that and i think every everybody who is listening to this will relate if you are a menstruator you will relate from that point of view or even if you are a guy you will relate because you might have seen your somebody in your family your mother or your sister somebody doing it so this is something that has always been prevalent and this is something that has always um uh, interested me and also disturbed me to a level where why does this have to be and what was the reason why these things exist so that started when i was very young the uh, another episode which happened i think around 10 or 11 years back when when i was using the commercially available sanitary pads the brands which are available stay free and whisper these pads have a lot of plastic lot of chemical there's ev- evidence that was building building up and um, i also had a very uh, rough experience where i used to experience a lot of irritation and rashes while using them so i started looking out for alternatives for myself and surprisingly uh, or uh, not surprisingly i did not really find good alternatives because as i mentioned earlier there is not a lot of innovation happening this is what is available ha ye hai ye hai to yahi use karna hai zyada hum innovate karne wale hai nahi plastic hi hai to aapko yahi use karna hai 
which was very disturbing so when i looked out for alternatives i also searched for some other countries and i found that us and europe these countries are actually were having reusable pad something that india has written off ki ye bahut unhygienic hota hai these countries which we say are developed these countries were actually using cloth they were actually going back to the basics something that our grandmothers have always done and using reusable pads i ordered some pads for myself and i used them and i was really happy because i had a little experience of using cloth very very initial years so i was very happy going back to that very soft and caring experience while also taking care of you know mother earth eco friendly i was not throwing away pads every year so that experience 10 years back was something that stuck and i thought if a lot of women and i observe a lot of women are going through this why not look out for some alternative and develop something that is you know really uh, uh, beneficial for indian women for our weather conditions for our body types and offer it to them i thought that might make a very good uh, business idea also and that is where i started working so the actual product development started 4 years back when i started looking out started speaking to people doing some research what can be done how can we make a product which is suited for india and that is where the journey began well that's this quite impressive sujata but uh, there is another question that leads me to this that when you create a brand right i mean it has to be very relatable so how did you come up with this name avni because i think many people will relate to the yes, uh, name so itself so there uh, there's a little interesting thought behind this the first being we have always grown up hearing big brands um which were not from india as in a lot of bigger brands in the in this space in the in the world that we see have never come out of india we've really not been at the forefront in brand building game so most of the names were something that were always alien or difficult to pronounce for us so we didn't know the pronunciation so we thought if you know we are we are a brand that is trying to get ancient wisdom the wisdom that our grandmoms always followed the wisdom that ayurveda has shown so if we are trying to get back that wisdom to women's menstrual and reproductive health why not use a brand name which is relatable to this culture of ours so that is where i went back to sanskrit and we avni is one word which stood and it means basically it means mother earth so it actually helped us in two aspects so we use avni uh, it means mother earth so we are building sustainable and eco friendly products directly and other meaning is we use it as also a symbolic manifestation or representation of a woman who is also the mother of all life because we are in the space of uh, menstrual and reproductive health and we we are going to deal with uh, you know uh, how to take care of your fertility issues how do you manage your menstrual cycles so this word resonated so well at both these fronts that's why we decided to name our brand apni because it also does not limit us to any particular space there is a lot that we can do with this brand name it's a very small name easy to remember and a lot of playfulness when even we get into the designing aspect so that is how the name came interesting in fact rahul one of our listeners has just written in the message that he Thank was just so about much, to say rahul. that he loves the name of the brand 
So, uh, Sujata, moving on, uh, you know, specifically because you've worked into the brand building space as well. And and this is a topic because you have created this brand on your own uh, again. So, uh, since this area that you're working is also not being talked about, as you mentioned earlier, right? Uh, so, with respect to today's topic, can you tell us what is brand trust according to you? See, in the according to me, the trust in the brand basically reflects on what the brand can deliver that's the only thing that i can you know um, uh, give a def or give the my thought on what a brand trust can be so if for example you mention that you are going to deliver one two three things you make sure that you deliver those one two three things try to over deliver if possible more than what you've promised and you do that consistently over a period of time, not just months, but years and decades. And that is how you build trust. It takes a long time. Uh, and I can um, relate it from my personal experience of doing this for a year now. One year back, my confidence and our customer's confidence was completely inversely proportional. So I still remember the first order that we received. The first press release that we got in the Better India, one press release, one article in the Better India got us 800 orders in one night. And we made sure that we deliver all the orders wow. within two days because that was our promise. You know, we are going to ship. So if whatever the situation, if there are less orders, if there are more orders, if there's a lot of new products happening, what you deliver consistently is what will help build the trust about your brand amongst not just consumers, but general a general population because a brand is known by a lot of people, even if they are not consumers. So like, for example, men are not direct consumers of our product products, but a lot of we get a lot of DMs on our social media handles where they appreciate the kind of work they are doing, the kind of information we are giving out. The name, as Rahul also mentioned. So a lot of them are just observing what you're doing. So you just make sure that you do it right and consistently every time. True, true. So Sudhaka, uh, why do you think that is it so very important? And especially in today's day and age, you know, when, when there are so many new brands that have come up uh, uh, you know, across different segments now. So, uh, why do you think that building trust is building so trust, important? Uh, so, it, it actually works. Let me just put this, you know, with, uh, with a parallel from our lives, generally from everybody's lives. When we get into a relationship, the thing that makes a relationship work for a long time, more than love, more than anything else, is trust. I personally believe in, that's I've observed also from my personal relationships is all the other emotions after a, some, after a period of time can, be, can go up and down. But if there is trust, things tend to last. So a similar thing applies to building brands because a brand basically establishes a relationship with your, with your relationship with your consumers. So unless and until there is good amount of trust, it is difficult for you to stay there in the market for a long time. So if, if I just give you an example, 
there are brands which we use um, in our households for decades now our mothers have been using we are using there is a chance that our children also will be using why does this keep happening it's because these brands have been able to build the trust over a long period of time and that is the only reason why these brands are successfully doing business profitably doing business and they are in the market for decades and decades together interesting so sujatha uh, see it's it's like very yeah. easy right where it's easier said than done right uh, so you know building trust is important great yes but how do that you that is the, the big elephant actually in the room which needs to be addressed um i'll share from my personal experiences what i have observed has helped us build that kind of trust uh, in our brand in this little time that we've been there in the market so avni is a one year old brand um of course the thought and the planning has started four years back and i put out all my experience into marketing and brand building into uh, building avni right from day zero uh, that these one two three pieces have to fall in place before we even launch it cannot be work in progress the first thing that i feel is important uh, for building trust is a positive your brand should have a positive image amongst all important stakeholders in your in your business in your category so when i talk about our business our important stakeholders are of course our customers so when they use our products they have to experience what we are claiming they have to get the product in at the at the right time or in the given stipulated period of time the experience should be good post sale experience should be good now how we have done to ensure what we have done to ensure this is uh, right from day 1 we had a helpline in place which is india's first period helpline now this is a mobile number we don't have a toll free kind of a number where there are automated messages or bots replying to you our helpline is a 24/7 helpline which is accessible on whatsapp you can call or you can sms now what did this did was normally when you talk when you say a helpline you imagine a 1800 number uh, where you know there will be automated messages but the reason that we have uh, been able to build a basic level of trust from beginning is because this number was always there available 247 we were always approachable and whenever somebody sent us a message asking anything there was a human who used to respond from our side it was never automated messages so what happened is because there's a personal interaction with the brand in such a short period of time that actually helped women to open up ask questions and then get once the queries were resolved they directly placed orders this is something that no other brand at least in our space is doing now why it becomes important why did we launch this is because this is a intimate care portfolio that we were launching plus a product like menstrual cups or cloth pads you have a lot of queries and questions so even if i think of myself as a consumer i had a lot of doubts while using or while choosing a product so what wouldn't it be good if the company somebody from the company was there to answer those queries so this one step having a helpline actually helped us gain a lot of traction because even if people were not intending buying they at least interacted with us from the point of view of getting information and because we had a lot of doctors 
women who have you know who have been menstruating for years these people were answering questions so there was a lot of credibility on the responses that was coming from our side that actually helped us get business initial orders and also trust that okay i can call them and ask them anything i want to ask this this team is always there to answer i have answered so many calls for the first 5 to 6 months that and i have received responses wherein you know ma'am i have seen so many videos about using a menstrual cup but after talking to you i got so much comfort and you have answered the questions similarly like i have seen all this content that you have said i have seen all of these in videos but because you there's a human being telling me all of this information it actually that gave me a lot of comfort and now i'll buy the cup so these initial interactions and initial comfort that you give that okay we are always there we are always there to listen to your queries we are always there to get your feedback we are there to improve ourselves just tell us that actually helped us build a lot of trust in the initial days the second aspect which helped was of course we have always been very very particular about our claims that we were doing so because i come from a healthcare background we made sure that all the products are tested even if it's not mandatory by the government of india or any regulatory body we made sure that everything that goes out from our side has to be tested for minimal antimicrobial effects or minimal functional effects at least we should be testing that and putting it out so this this uh, particularly this testing thing that we have uh, made sure that we do for all our products has helped us gain a lot of traction because not many brands in this space tell the actual ingredients or actual fabrics what is going inside their products because we started stating that that helped build trust the third thing which has helped us is good positive uh, pr that we have been able to do organically because of the content that we were driving we've always drive we've always driven content for education and awareness more than just giving brand information so if you just sift through our pages also our instagram page our facebook page even our website for that matter our blog a lot of the material that has gone into this is to give information about using products about menstrual health so when when somebody sees you as a brand who is making effort to make them aware of a certain situation and not just push their products that actually helps build trust faster because you know you're not just selling okay you're you're also about something bigger the purpose is much bigger than just selling products so these three things i would say are have always helped us transparency making sure that the quality is really uh, uh, top class and uh, taking the education approach or awareness approach rather than this pushing products wow this is interesting sujata so uh, i think you you illustrated in a very simple way as well i mean step wise approach but then uh, can you talk about few challenges that you you would have experienced right because when you started up uh, on one side you were creating brand and the other side you know operational challenges and what not so can you talk about some of those aspects as well and how did you overcome it while building your yes. trust uh, so with the there there are some i would say we had to make some some decisions which were uh, difficult at that time or there were some things that we had to choose over the other prioritizing stuff is very important so what happens when you start when you start a new venture is yeah you know 
there's an initial amount of funding it either comes from your savings or from friends and family or some source but what is very important is you need to know uh, where what to prioritize and where to spend that initial money on so normally the challenge is for us to decide if we really want to focus on only selling the products right now or doing certain or foregoing certain things um where there might be a lesser amount of sale but we need to do certain things just to create a positive brand image and i'll give you an example so so there is there was there is there are two products that we have in our portfolio one is a disposable pad and the other that is also cotton and organic cotton based and the other is a reusable pad now as a business it might make sense for me to push the disposable pad more because if a person buys a disposable pad then if they like the product then they'll keep buying from me every month right that's a good business proposition repeat purchase against that i with a vision i promote the reusable pad because that's good for your health it's good for the environment also you save a lot of money and things like this so even if so if you really ask me from a business point of view selling a disposable pad might have made a lot of sense yeah but we chose the other way around we chose to focus on cloth mm. pad we chose to focus on reusable pads we chose to focus on building awareness around that product when everybody around us was questioning ki yaar aaj ke date mein cloth pad kon use karega on the who has the time and the bandwidth to use a product like this but having taken this this decision purely came from my passion and our vision of building a sustainable brand and when i talk about sustainability reusability is a big part of it you can't just say ki i am using a organic cotton pad disposable pad and i am being sustainable there is if there is an amount of disposal there it it still not 100% sustainable so we chose the harder route and i'm really glad today you know one year down the line i'm really glad because cloth pad space we are emerging as the leader in the indian market not a lot of brands are approaching selling cloth pads the way we are not a lot of other brand there are not actually many brands in this space nobody is focusing on marketing the thing is when we launched cloth pads and we started promoting it up front some very very big brands big startups in this space actually launched cloth pads after we did so that was a very very important and very motivating part where big brands are copying what we are doing so this might have been like a difficult decision at the beginning but then it's actually worked in our favor that we have been able to build a brand name where people know that okay this is a sustainable brand and they are trying to do good things really good and not looking only after business so now henceforth whatever we launch it will be easier for us to convince our consumers because they know we we come from a sustainability point of view and we really think the, our health and hygiene and the environment before business profits so that whatever we've done in the last one year is actually setting up a good trust and setting up for the next growth that we are looking at true true in fact sudhata i think this is very important because many brands they uh, spread out Correct. from messaging in a different way but they act in a different way i think here in the in this case you've stood on for that i think that's very important yes so sudhata there are a few questions uh, from our listeners as well and let me take up uh, uh, you know one by one 
so ashi uh, one of our listeners has asked you that uh, what do you think is the gap in the intimate hygiene industry that fails to reflect or stand out for the end users apart from the awareness and the information that's around. a nice question ashi thank you um i feel the gap see the gap in the intimate hygiene industry is actually very basic the gap is actually the fact that uh, people and especially women who are actually um, the users or the consumers of these products they are not aware or they are just not taking it up as a priority i'll just give you an example when i when i just take a cosmetics for example a lipstick and i take a sanitary pad these two are products which women generally use okay if i really ask you that if i really tell you that there is a very good quality sanitary pad which is um, you know it's good for you good for the skin it has cotton no chemicals plastic and blah blah uh, but uh, a regular sanitary pad is available for 8 rupees and this pad is available for let's say 18 rupees you will still think once okay should i buy should i not buy should i purchase this is very costly do i really need it's just a matter of 5 days what is the big deal okay same thing if i tell you in a lipstick the lipstick is at least 100 times costlier even the even the sasta lipstick is like you know at least 300 to 400 to 500 rupees and you know coming from the backgrounds that we come from we normally don't buy such cheap products okay it's at least 500 rupees for a lipstick so you would still buy that because you like the shade you like the feel of it you you look, you like the way that lipstick makes you look in the end so now it is your decision so you have chosen looking good over actually using a good quality product that you are putting against your most intimate area and just for everybody's information i want to bring this point up is that our vaginal area is it's sensitive all of us know but that area is a very highly absorbent area because there are a lot of nerve endings anything that you put around that area gets directly absorbed into the blood stream we have certain medicines in pharma industry which are directly dispensed through that route for quick action so just imagine the the sensitivity of that area so we choose to put something that's theek hai not so good quality around that area versus spending lots and lots on cosmetics which are again causing a lot of other issues also if they are not of good quality so the decision actually is lying in the hands of the consumer here where she has to make a good decision that okay i have to put my intimate health or my intimate hygiene on priority if even if i spend a little less on that mascara or that lipstick it's fine but i need to choose good quality intimate health products because eventually they are going to harm and eventually they are going to take care of my health this is the gap which i feel you if you really ask me this is the gap it is difficult for a lot of menstrual hygiene brands to convince the the women to choose a good quality product hum log kitna bhi information de de kitna bhi sasta kar de kuch bhi kar de this is a very common practice so this is the biggest gap which i feel so everybody feels there is a lot of information given everybody feels there is a lot of awareness but what after that awareness or what after that education the decision is not happening that is the gap wow very well articulated sujata think awesome uh moving forward ketan has asked uh, do you believe that this domain has now become a bit saturated with numerous brands coming up saturation in terms of business and, and market value uh, this 
i i it's good you brought this up so uh, when you talk about saturation in any business you see you know when you talk about you know when we use the word saturation is is where after a certain point of time after that point of saturation that kind of you don't have any scope to sell products in uh, in that industry or uh, that market now i'll give you a perspective and this is data points when we talk about india market just india ha huh? developing country um if i tell you the numbers um or the volumes at which a stay free or a whisper sells there is 36.5 crore women in the country which are who are in the menstruating age you know how many women are actually using any kind of a product any kind of a product matlab kitna bhi cheap ho kuch bhi it's only 20% maximum 20% only is the penetration of a sanitary pad in the in the market I, and and i'm talking about a sanitary pad there are a lot of other women's health and intimate health products uski to baat bhi nahi karte it's only sanitary pad and it's just 20% so the other 80% are either using nothing or they are using cloth the traditional cloth at home which is also not a problem actually so if you really ask me we will should be still say that the market is saturated because i feel it is under penetrated there is a lot to do in this market to help women experience better quality products and when i say this i don't mean that every woman should be using a whisper only or a stay free only or a disposable pad only even if somebody is using a cloth the traditional cloth there are better quality modern cloth pads like we make those are also good quality products for these women to consider and they would love it me money is not an issue in lot of, in many parts of the country but they have not been exposed to good quality products be it cloth be it disposable pad menstrual cups anything so i think there is a need and the if you if we feel that now there are a lot of brands coming up it's actually a good thing because it will help it will only help increase the awareness um of the women in the country or the men or everybody in the country and help us take the this industry and women's health to a new level i feel we actually need more brands to reach out to so many women i hope that answers the question that's a little contrary i think you might not be expecting no but i think very well articulated uh, sujata because uh, you know it was even i was amazed with only 20% penetration i mean there's a huge huge scope uh, uh, you know when yeah. it comes to uh, you know intimate hygiene absolutely so uh, the other question ayush has asked you is ma'am how did you set up your first yes, team that's when you started out and, uh, thank you for uh, for asking this ayush so um, if i just go back and look at the first team that we've built uh i would say that the recruitment might not have happened via a very traditional route wherein we flew the job descriptions and then there are hr consultants who come in the picture and then they there are interviews and then we scan people and hire them most of our first team has has actually been consisting of people we have worked with or we have known me and my co-founder so apurva is a co-founder who is my husband as well so both of us have known these people for a long time now either we have worked with them in the previous organizations or we've been friends with them and we know their passion areas 
or they have been referred to us by friends so it's only now i think it's only now after one year that i have actually floated official job descriptions and that we are hiring otherwise the initial we, we are a team of 8 to 10 people now uh, freelance and full time in the office in the warehouse everything has happened either via our previous experience or via reference and i think this is um if this happens it's the best way to happen and i think this happens with a lot of startups because again I, we were talking about trust right because these are the people if you know them you have a certain level of trust either on the person or the person who referred you that that employee so initially it is very important that you have the initial team to have a lot of trust because if the team does not have trust the founding team does not share the vision of the founders then it really becomes difficult to scale up um, and look at the other issues human resources related issues when you really scale up you really need that amount of trust and it normally comes with having people on your team who you know you personally know or have known or come through reference and that is how it has been for us and i'm really glad that has happened that's awesome uh, sujatha i think uh, because this is uh, very very important right and and trust plays a big big role for every startups no doubt about that so uh, subham has another question for you and he's asked how do you look at avni in next 5 years do you believe in having <laughs> a plan b in mind uh, thank you for the question subham um, i'll uh, answer the second question first actually um, plan b is something uh, which Uh, this has actually come with a little bit of experience also i would say that this is the third third venture um when i was into when i started my first venture there was a chance and there i had a plan b okay if this this did not work then what would i do uh to some extent i was having this in the third venture also in the second venture also when i started avni at this is what i also realized and now that i go back and think i really don't have an option plan b for 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 this because the vision and the motivation to make this work is so high for two reasons one of course it's it's my personal experience and passion that has driven this and the second thing is i see that you know th- there's a way that we can crack this and really build a good scalable business there is no reason for us to plan have a plan b right now this has to work and we will make it work is is the way i'm i'm going about now so uh, you know most of you are young maybe you might be looking at starting your first venture or second venture or just out of college that this is something which is an evol- evolutionary process it might happen that for the initial years of your career you might always have a plan b which i also had in my initial years when i was working as well but once you have found your passion Mm, then plan b's are non existent is what i really realize so if you don't have a plan b that means you really found your calling so that's the answer to the <laughs> second question uh, how do we look up the uh, look at avni in the next 5 years so um so our vision is into women's wellness space we have started with menstrual care because that is this is the area i fi- i find that the big lack of innovation no information no awareness so we started with menstrual care we will stay stick to this space for uh, one for some more time 
to build the credibility in this space um, so that once we scale up and we introduce more and more products or enter into different categories this trust and this initial experience will help us and the customers will support us but going ahead uh, we de- definitely want to look at other aspects of women's wellness uh, apart from menstrual care so it can be reproductive care it can be um, uh, care at a menopausal age or we look at different age appropriate product lines um, that are into menstrual care um, intimate hygiene nutrition related to menstrual care so these are the spaces that we want to enter into uh, but for at least for the first 5 to 6 years we want to stay true to women's wellness space uh, and into the personal care category only not get into any other space interesting uh sujata krishna has asked another question that uh, like the he really like the fact yes, that you krishna, have period health uh, thanks for place. the question yeah so you have a plan to increase also increase the SKUs, your sku it that's that too is going to eventually happen because uh, when you're looking at scaling up the business when you're looking at offering uh, uh, more and more products to your consumers new consumers existing consumers it becomes important that you launch good products good innovative products and as you launch more and more products uh there will be an increase in the sku so that is eventually bound to come hmm true true then umair has uh, asked another question sujata and he says as you said the big gap is that there is a lot of information for consumers but not a decision making points Uh, I hope I've understood the question correctly. Gaps? That um, just correct me. So basically, are you trying to ask that there's a lot of information that is going around, but people are not making decisions? And how do we address this gap? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, see, uh, there yes, are a yes, lot of this is actually sector related also. what kind of sector or segment or market that you are working in uh, in the menstrual care space this normally happens where uh, a lot of information is being told but uh, either there is not a lot of depth in the information or credibility to the information so let let me just give you an example we saw we see a lot of uh, influencers or content creators uh, on social media okay they they write about or talk about a lot of topics now when i talk about menstrual health or uh, irregularities or different um, conditions medical conditions related to uh, women's health now this is a typical healthcare situation so if we see somebody making content or writing or creating some stories or reels or posts we don't know the credibility of the person or if she or he or she is coming from a healthcare background then there is a little credibility or there is a little doubt as to you know how authentic the information can be so for somebody to make a decision it is important that the information has to come from cre- credible and authentic sources which was not happening to that extent i'm sure it has started now but it was it not it was not that prevalent even one year back or maybe two years back i should say 
So now that that has started happening, we so see a lot of doctors talking on this topic. Brands like us are bringing doctors out and talking on these topics on the social media platforms, because what happens is these are healthcare conditions which normally get discussed only in the clinic setups between the doctor and the patient. The the you know we never knew what are the symptoms of a urinary tract infection, when to go to a doctor, what to do if my periods are very heavy or they are irregular. What do I really do? Do I really sit or do I go to a doctor? So such questions were only getting answered in a doctor clinic setup within between a doctor and the patient, which never really these discussions never really came out in the open, which has started happening now because of social media evolving, lot of communication that has started. Plus, doctors have started coming out and talking about this. Brands have started getting them out and uh, talk talk to uh, people. So this is now helping build a lot of credibility and authenticity, which is now driving a lot of decisions from the consumer point of view on actually buying. When a doctor says, "Okay, using a menstrual cup is fine," okay, I believe her. I'll buy the cup and try. So this is what was lacking, and this has started happening. And this is how you will bridge the gap. If if I compare it with, for example, a cosmetic or a shoe thing or a garment, you really don't need a doctor telling you, na, which shoe to buy. It's it's more on your comfort. So these kind of categories, it is easier for you to influence somebody to take a buying decision. But in our category, because of the sensitivity of the topic, then the uh, the secrecy and then a lot of gap in awareness, it's a little difficult. I hope that answers the question. True, true. Absolutely, Sujata. Yes. In fact, you articulated all the questions very well, and I think we've covered all of them. So, uh, you know, before before you leave, I'll have one one last question. Ah, since there are so many yeah. students so listening us live, it's it's Any actually last always that you so much fun to, to be communicating and you know interacting with uh, students. because um, i also really enjoyed that phase of my life so uh, you know i have the last i've been a student was i think some 12 years back and uh, just a couple of things that i would want to share from my personal experience only and things that really help is one is uh, when you're starting your journeys in your career corporate careers business journeys entrepreneurial journeys whatever that you are interested in uh what i think is important and what has helped me is uh having a strong network and when i say network it is really credible people who can who you know who you can approach to get some guidance from or get some help from or connect you with correct people so focus on building that network as soon as possible you know if so what has helped me um is that i got on linkedin right when i started doing my mba because linkedin only came to india that time but okay i've been active on the platform from the initial years of it being in india and i can reap the benefits of that now you know 12 14 years down the line where there are 11000 connections the people write to me when i have so we have found our first investment the first investment that i took in my startup was through a linkedin message where i approached an investor that we are we are doing this this is if it really excites you please can we discuss and that actually got us our first investment so that is when i realized the power of your network 
even when you've not met the person and i have still not met him it's been 5 years now and i have still not met him in person but he's invested in my earlier startup he's invest he was the first investor in avni so that is the amount of trust we've been able to build just via a linkedin message so and it linkedin is just one platform you can build your network via a lot of other platforms you guys have a lot of options now back then to we have we had just facebook linkedin had just started instagram to tha hi nahi to you guys have a lot of options so take leverage all of that because this is the only thing that helps okay educational degree is important earning a lot of money is important but your a good network can really help you achieve that sooner and the second thing is uh your educational degree and i'm not saying that it's like you always have to have a degree from a very premium college or iim hi hona hai iit hi hona hai not that particular sort but if you are getting into a doing a degree uh, it's better to at least get a postgraduate degree if possible unless there are other constraints because do education also prepares us in a very uh, different kind of for very different kinds of things in life which we normally realize only after a certain period of time so whatever you are studying take that a little seriously and try developing your uh, extracurricular profile uh, your grade profile in a better way so that because that actually reflects a lot on your personality and you know eventually jab aap interviews mein jaate ho to farak padta hai luckily uh, the startup ecosystem is evolving very very um, interestingly these days because of shark tank coming on the platform where entrepreneurs and stories and ideas are being discussed even at dinner tables that's a good thing but um, if you have as i mentioned a good network a good educational background it actually helps at certain point of time for people to easily trust you and you know answer your calls or respond to your emails baki to then it's always hard work and it's just hard work so vision is something that always drives an entrepreneur's journey and it's a difficult journey so unless and until you are completely passionate and focused and confident on something uh, really uh, you only then you get into this because it's always work and it's a lot of hard work so agar sirf paise ke liye aana hai bahut paise kamane hain investors aayenge that is not the right approach vision and your passion for for pursuing that is always more important because paise kabhi aate hain kabhi nahi aate hain but you, you always have to be passionate about what you're doing wo kam zyada ho ke chalta nahi hai that is how you thrive <laughs> फ्यूचर Absolutely, and thank you, listeners, for thank joining so in today. Thank you so much. Bye. And again, we'll catch up, uh, you know, after a few days. Thank you. Signing off for now. Bye bye.